Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Mark McDougall and today I'm joined by Scott McDermott and Cal Bloody. This week we look back at wins over Motherwell and Ross County, discuss the development of Ryan Jack and look ahead to the semi-final against Hearts. So we'll start with the two wins over the last few days, uh, two very different wins. Ross County Rangers ran over the top of them, it was a bit of a struggle against Motherwell but two wins that maybe show what this team has about them. I would say so. Um you're right, two two different victories. Um Motherwell um was a bit of a toil for them, especially in the first the first half. Um but they've managed to or they've managed to grind it out. And then last night, um no, they cruised it really. I mean that that was a potential banana skin going up to you no know, Dingwall on a Wednesday night. Obviously the manager made a few changes again. Uh, I think it was five changes for the for the weekend, which is quite a lot. But We've spoken about it many times on here, and uh, Stephen Gerrard touched on it in his post-match last night. You no, know, when Rangers get out of the traps quickly and start games really well, it makes all the difference. Um, and when they get the first goal, you no, know, they're a difficult team to team to peg back, and that was certainly the case uh, against Ross County. Obviously, it wasn't the case at Motherwell. And I think the manager commented on that at the at the time. But I say I think it's so crucial for this Rangers team that. No, to get a good start in games because I think no, they gain a wee bit of confidence and then they go for there and as I say I think for opposition teams once Rangers on front it's very difficult eh, to get to get back and level again I think last night uh, as well like, well, we've seen a bit of a difference in Joe Rebo uh, in that game especially he had a lot to do with the game but he seemed to play slightly further forward than what he has been in yeah. recent weeks I don't know if that's something that maybe Gerrard's looked at and he's He's seen that he needs to be further forward because that's where he plays for Nigeria and stuff as well. And he seems much better in that role. I think I think he's pro- Stephen Gerrard probably has looked at it because the the biggest criticism of Aribo from myself and others has been that it has been too deep. Um, no, that's the kind of four three three system. Uh, we've spoken about it before. Where the, even the two kind of uh, more forward thinking midfield players because the the fullbacks go so high. They invariably need to drop in. He can almost kind of right half, left half positions to pick up the ball, and that's not really where Joe Aribo is going to do his do his damage. It's nowhere we see him do some damage at, at Charlton. Um, I don't think the system changed last night. I think it just looked as if Stephen Gerrard had said to him, "Look, get yourself further forward. I need you to be closer to the eighteen yard box, closer to the the forward players. Um, know where he can do a wee bit of damage. Um, and if that was if that has been the case, Aribo certainly took it on board because I agree with you. He, he was a lot better last night that, than he has been his last couple of performances. Uh, better than when he's on the wing. Yeah, I think that's for sure. Yeah, obviously that didn't work out that time. But Aribo just he's, he's had a bit of not stick, but I think he's been playing to his potential. No, recently, so it was good last night to see him get back on form because when he is 
playing like that. He is a massive player for Rangers uh, and one of the best bits of transfer business we've had this summer. Uh, looking at the defence, we've spoke about it quite a lot on here as well. Uh, Philippe Lander's been in for the last three games now uh, after Katic didn't do quite so well at Tynecastle, but Hollander yeah. seems to have made himself maybe Gerard's first pick there beside Goldson. Uh, got the winner on Sunday, looked looked solid in both games. Stood himself no harm. Well, it's interesting because when Philip Hollander came in, um, I think everyone, including myself, thought Stephen Gerrard's partnership would be Goldson and Hollander. Um, but whenever you put that to the manager, he was kind of reticent towards that. And you know, he was saying, look, there's four centre-backs, they're all going to need to fight for a jersey, no one's guaranteed a, a spot. And initially... No, that certainly looked to be the case because Hillander uh, was struggling to get in the team. But now I'm looking at him and thinking I can see Hillander and Goldson being the partnership for a wee while unless anything goes goes horribly wrong. Um, Hillander looks to me like a guy who will get better with a run of games. I think he's improving you know, with, every, with every game. I don't think he's a guy that maybe suits coming in and out because I think if he's been out for a while then comes in he can look a wee bit rusty. It's just the kind of you no, know, the, the kind of style he's got. He looks as if once he's in a rhythm of playing ninety minutes, playing regular uh, regular football, that's when he's that's when he's at his best. And certainly, <clears throat> the last couple of games he's looked really good. I agree. I mean, Katic hasn't he done hasn't he done too much wrong? But if you're looking to Sunday in the semi final, Katic had a chance up against Dick Piazzo at Tynecastle, and, and I thought. Kind of struggle to deal with him at times, so I, I expect Hillander to, to get the nod day on Sunday at Hamden. I think Hillander got a bit of a tough start off Rangers. Just the the fans kind of instantly didn't seem to take to him straight away. I don't know if it was because the money he came in for, because Katic is such a fans' favourite. I was going to say, I think that's so the I main reason. That was it. And then he played his first three games. I think he can see that goal, but fans are still a bit. I'm not sure. Not sure about him, but I think Gerard said it himself. Uh, it was in the Port Royal away game. Yeah, that's Gerard said he arrived. Yeah, and since then I think that will be the catalyst now to kick on because he definitely looked the free mound player in that game, and he just keeps looks like he's going strength to strength for me. Well, he's played in the big European games, isn't he? The, the home one against Feyenoord, the away draw at Porto. Uh, that's why I think he'll go with him. Uh, he'll go with him against Hearts on Sunday. I think if you look at Hollander as well, I don't know if. He just adds a bit more balance to that defence, so we'd Rangers like to play it out for the back now. Yep. Obviously, Hollander being left-footed, he can just go straight down the wing to either Barisic or, for example, the goal in Porto, where he played it straight up to Kent, flicked it through. Uh, you, you don't see Katic doing stuff like that because he's obviously having to cut inside onto his right foot every time. Is that, of, that won't be the main factor, but will that add to Gerard Watt? Oh, it de- definitely there? gives balance. I mean, every manager will say if they, if they can get a right foot on a left foot at centre-back, then it helps a lot, especially when you look at two, the two Rangers full-backs. No, Tavernier's so right-sided and Barisic is so, so left-footed, so there is that balance there. Uh, I think that definitely helps. I think like Katic is more a, seems more aggressive than Hillander in terms of he likes to get involved in in battles and you no know, kind of jousts with, with centre forwards, which is which is fine. You no, know, you want your centre backs to be aggressive. But I think Hillander is actually better in the air. Uh, and you no, know, you go to a place like Ross County last night. You no, know, two big strikers and Graham and Stewart, uh, and they never get a sniff. I mean, Hillander pretty much kind of cleared up everything, whether it was on the deck or in there. So I think it's hard to. 
it's hard to say he's put a he's put a foot wrong so far. And I think if you were, I know Gerard has made changes in defence already this season, but I think at this moment in time, if you were suddenly to take Hollander out, uh, I think people would be pretty surprised by that. I think if you look at uh, the goals that they scored at the other end as well, so that's not important, but with Katic a goal to have scored headers from corners, it's just been typical centre-backs up, blast it into the net, but Hollander seemed to place that one on Sunday into the corner, it was just a really good finish. That say a lot about him as well, he's a bit, bit more classy on the ball, but he knows what to do, he's, he's had that international experience, he's played in Serie A, yep. so it's, it's going to be important, but where does that now leave Nikola Katic, who obviously, he's what, 22, saved for decent money as well? I don't think it's a case of Katic v Hollander, Katic's just signed a new contract, I think that Gerard wanted some experience in that back line, yeah. uh, and he's got to be Hollander. I think Katic is still going to play a massive part. Still looks to be the third choice centre half. Uh, Edmondson's still fourth, and he's not even put a foot wrong. So Katic is obviously still in Rangers and Gerard's plans. So I don't think fans should be too worried about Katic and him coming out the te- coming in and out the team. He's a big part of this squad, but I think that Gerard wanted the experience this season, and he's got it in Hollander. Yeah, I mean, listen, Katic won't like being out of the team and he probably feels hard done by because he'll feel as if he's he's not done too much wrong but ultimately there, there must have been a conversation at some point with, with Gerard and Katic especially with him signing the, the new deal where Gerard says to him look you're not going to be first choice you're not going to play every week no we've got experienced centre-backs you've got a Swedish international that, that, that you're up against but no, be part of this squad, learn your trade, you're still only 22, learn for Goldson, learn for Hollander. You know, the in terms of Rangers' schedule, Katic must know that he is going to get games at some point because there are so many games he, he's got to play. And I think Gerard would have tried to you know, point out the big the big picture for Katic, that if he gets to the end of this season, you know, and Rangers have won a couple of trophies, no, for a 22-year-old coming to a different country for the first time, moving abroad, um, he played in the, the under-21 Euros last summer. He'll have played in the you know several games in the Europa League, whether it be qualifiers or, or group stage. And as I say, at the end of this season, he could end up with a, with a couple of trophies. I think if you no, know, if Katic is thinking about the bigger picture, he'll think, you know what, I've you no know, the move has worked out pretty well, and he still get the you no, know, he still get the best part of his career ahead of him. Uh, one other thing I noticed from the game up at Digwall last night was James Tavernier's performance. I think after Sunday's game, uh, Stephen Gerrard also came out and said for the fans to get behind him, not to boo him, not to moan and groan every time he makes a mistake. But I think he, he seemed to have a bit more confidence than he did on Sunday, and it, but he also kept it simple. He wasn't going on his mad runs that, to beat four or five players. He just That's kept what it he simple. Needs to do. Just go back to the basics. Like yep. Gerrard said it himself, just go straight back to basics, like defending. I mean, he's getting so much stick for his defending. I think he should just focus on that at the moment. And he seems to be doing it. He just needs performances like last night. Just, I think he should be off penalties for a while, uh, in my opinion. Because another miss is just going to get the fans in his back more. Uh, and I think he just needs to get back to focusing on his game at right back. I agree. I thought he, he played a wee bit safer last night. And it probably done him the, done him the world a good. It was a good game for him uh, after the, the kind of flack that he's had. Because Rangers were always in control, never looked under any pressure as if they were going to drop any any points. But I agree, in his individual performance, it seemed that he was just trying to be a bit more cautious. Um, 
no, a bit more defensive as you try to try to kind of look after the defensive side first and foremost. Maybe kind of limiting his runs, uh, his runs forward. Uh, certainly, he had a few more runs forward in the second half. Obviously, once Rangers were were well in front. Um, but no, I think no, the fans did get behind him last night. And I don't think I know people talking about no booing him and stuff. I mean, I've not really. I don't think the fans are necessarily against him. No, I think they just uh, they realise and they're aware that he's going through a kind of tricky period forum-wise, and he's made a couple of uh, high-profile mistakes. There's no, there's no getting away for that um, in terms of missed penalties and um, costing costing goals with, with errors. Um, but if you're Tavernier himself, I think he did the right thing. Uh, played it a bit more safe last night. Try to be a kind of. Just try to be back in a seven out of ten, as opposed to try to be the guy that goes and you no know, makes things happen and ma- makes himself an eight or a nine. And he w- he was a seven out of ten last night. He played well. Football fans are reactive, so when Tavernier does make a big mistake in a Hearts game, fans are going to be stripping of the captain say, "Don't play him." But the bigger picture, that's not going to happen. Gerard sees Tavernier as a massive part of this team, and he is very influential. Uh, I'd say as a captain and as an attacking threat. So he is going for a blip in flo- uh, form, but. I think fans need to stick out and try and not boo him. And I don't. I don't think that's happening. I think Rangers fans want him to do well. Yeah, I, it's I, just, I agree. It's yeah. just because the errors are happening in such big games. I think, which is what the main factor is to the fans, which is why they're on his case. Listen, he can't have too many. I mean, the, the brutal truth is, of course, everybody's trying to get behind him, and Rangers fans want me to do well. Stephen Gerrard wants me to do well, but no, he can't keep making errors. No, eventually you need to say right. Enough's enough. You'd maybe need to take him out the take him out the team. I've spoken on here before about not necessarily like dropping them after a mistake. I just I'm of the opinion that certain games, certain away games in Scotland, uh, might not be that suited to, to Tavernier. No way to Tinkas, no way to Petodre. I'd be tempted to just go with a Flanagan because no, I think he's more more defensive, a bit more safe, safe and sound. We maybe don't need your your fullback to be to mar- to be marauding up the up the park. That's that's all I've ever said. I stick by that. Um, but certainly, if he, if he makes, well, if he continues to make big game errors, then uh, Stephen Gerrard's going to have a decision he, to make. He basically said his position was safe, but didn't he? In a recent interview, Gerrard he said there's no one else right now who can play right. Yeah, we're far away. They did say no one was undroppable, didn't he? So yeah. that was kind of hinting that. No, eventually. I mean, he's got Flanagan there. I mean, Flanagan's. I, I know Gerard saying not really get him to play, but I mean, if Flanagan's fit, yeah, then he's a, he can be a very good right Matt back. Polster. So. Nah, I think he. Yeah. I think <laughs> it he's, like he's, uh, very he's trying to sell I, shirts. I think he's yeah. cemented his place as a seventeenth choice central mid central <laughs> midfielder, basically. Right, but if you take the very off penalties, who hits them? Because obviously, I feel we're else to the full art on the pitch very often at the same time so you can't say uh, first, first choice is Morelos, Morelos. Ha- has to be striker get your striker do you trust him hitting a penalty well I mean we, we, Mark we spoke before I mean, we, we're not totally convinced about him as a penalty taker just because it's no. sometimes he doesn't strike the ball as cleanly as you would like uh, no, when he came in initially at Rangers his finishing was a bit a bit erratic so I mean, there are question marks here about whether he would make an ideal penalty taker, but he is a goal scorer. He's on fire. 
No, he's fine in the back of the net pretty much every time he plays. He'll want to hit them, so he would be... No, he would be your first choice. There are other guys, technical players like Stephen Davis, like Borna Barisic, who you would... No, he would fancy it dead balls. Uh, I mean, Davis and, and Tavernier are very good on free kicks and, and corners and stuff, so you would fancy them to tuck away a penalty. But I think Gerard's first port of call will be will be Morelos if, if a penalty comes up. Well, not, none of this full-backs thing penalties. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Get, get your striker on it. That's what I say. I agree. What about uh, Ryan Jack after his two finishes last night? Not get him on it? Well, I mean, listen, talk about... No, for penalties you need a bit of composure. You need to be no, you need to be technically good, but you need to have a cool head. And no, Ryan Jack's shown that in abundance at the moment. Um, and certainly the two finishes last night were were fantastic. Yeah, I think Jared described him as a real leader last night. But is he now arguably Rangers' most important player, or at least most important midfielder? Well, that's what Gerard said himself last night. He says uh, Ryan Jack is probably one of the most important players in this team. And yeah, I completely agree. You can just see how much leaps and bounds is coming on. You can see Gerard's own uh, coaching ability and Ryan Jack's finishing. Yep. You can. It's just the, his technique of taking the ball last night. You never saw that a couple of seasons ago. Yep. You can tell he's maybe put some extra work in with him. You can, uh, so there's a bond there between them two, and I think that J- uh, Ryan Jack is fast becoming Rangers' most important player. That's the thing. Rangers seem to miss him a lot on uh, Sunday. I mean, you would have his attacking abilities as one of his main things, but the way he breaks up play and then gets forward, he drives the team forward. Rangers don't really have another midfielder like that. Yeah. Steven Davis used to be like that, but he's not that kind of player anymore. Glenn Kamara's not like that. Joe Rebo could be like that, but he's not quite. So I just really think, jacking that midfield, don't they? I just think confidence is a massive thing, and Jack looks supremely confident just now. I think he knows that he's getting the total faith of his manager and if you're Ryan Jack and you think no your manager Steven Gerrard one of the best central midfielders no in in Europe in the last no 20 30 years and you know that guy he's got total faith in you you know he's given you a new contract you no know, he sees you as an important part of the team it's no wonder the confidence is kind of you no know, seems to be soaring through him just now and last night was imperious i mean listen, Ross County were poor Last night it was a comfortable win for Rangers, but no, to completely run the game for an hour uh, for that kind of deep line midfield role is one thing, but to completely run the game and then get forward and score two goals, I mean, that's having a major impact. And that's when Gerard says he played like a leader, no, he doesn't mean that he was clenching fists and he was shouting at people and he was rallying the troops. By leader, he means that he took the game by the scruff of the neck and went and effectively won it. On his on his own for Rangers by scoring those two goals in midfield, um, and if you've got to get a Ryan Jack can add that to his game on a regular basis, and I agree with Callum, the two finishes did look as if he's worked on it because I think in years gone by Ryan Jack might have taken them differently, you no, know, might have kind of slashed at them or, or, or whatever. Real composure, uh, real kind of deliberate finishes that looked as if. No, he's been coached on and he's worked on. And if, as I say, if he can add that to his game, then, I mean, what what a player Rangers are, are going to have in their hands. At the start of the season, I think a lot of people thought he would be the guy to drop out. Yeah. 
and he seems to he's proved everyone wrong because he's now became the main man in there. Yeah. And it's uh, one at Arebo and Camera who seems to be the one who drop out. Yeah. So I thought I thought that myself. I said on here yeah. I was convinced at the start of the season if Gerard picked a a team the next day he would go with uh, Davis, Camara and Arebo. Um, but you're right, Jack has proved me wrong just by taking his performances onto a different onto a different level. Um, and that kind of performance last night when you add in the goals, I've not seen that for Ryan Jack previously, whether it be at Aberdeen or uh, when, he, when he came to Rangers initially. Um, so, he, no, credit to him. He's taken his game onto another level, and you're right, it's now you know, guys in that midfield like Kamara, Aribo, even Arfield uh, and others are now try to fight for a place beside Ryan Jack in the in the middle of the park. It was a gutter for him, because he never gives the ball away, and I just thought he gave the ball away once against Porto, and the boy smashes in yeah. a 20-yarder. That's it. Most times he gets away with that as well, because yeah. nobody puts uh, that ball in the top corner very often. But speaking of Gerrard talking about him as a leader, uh, I think when Gerrard was at Liverpool, he spoke about how Carragher was the one that shouted at players that grabbed yeah. the ball in the dressing room, etc. Uh, whereas he was more the one that just led by example I think yeah. Gerard sees a lot of himself and Jack obviously they're not the same standard of player but oh, when you I look th- at the way they play and stuff right but now I th- but I think the key thing is, is, is you know, talking about impact in games you know, whether it's a goal or a or a killer pass or you know, a final pass that, that you can uh, come up with that's having a real influence in games that's, that's what Gerard did if you're a, if you're a teammate uh, in a dressing room and you're looking at a guy whether you're in the Liverpool dressing room looking at Gerrard or now in the Rangers dressing room if you're looking at Jack if he's capable of doing that on a regular basis no that's being a leader because other guys are looking to you as being he's the guy that's going to dig us out a hole here he's the guy that's going to get us the a 1-0 win when <clears throat> we're maybe up against it or like uh, last night he's the guy that's going to go and kill a game off for us by scoring scoring twice for the edge of the box that's that's a different type of leadership, you're right. Um, I'd imagine, I mean, Stephen Gerrard spoke about Conor Goldson as being the main talker at the back. That's why he keeps his place. He's the only guy that's really vocal at the back. So he's that kind of leader in, in that sense. But as, I, as I'll say it again, if Jack... Jack's always been technically very good. You know, his passing's been good. You know, good discipline in the middle of the pitch. Um, gets about the pitch, but if he can suddenly add goals and assists to his game, then as I say, that that's what takes you on to another level. Would you look at the Scotland squad coming up? In odd current form, does Ryan Jack start in Steve Clark's midfield? It's a tough one because there's a lot of competition, and Scotland's midfield is probably the best part of the entire squad. But yeah, I'd say you should give him a go, you know. Especially right now, Scotland aren't played very well. They've not got anything to play for, really, apart from the playoffs. Worth if, giving them a chance. Just if to it's picked on form, then yeah. But if it's picked on reputation, then I don't think he would. Uh, he's unfortunate in the sense that if he was playing that well pretty much in any other position, apart from left-back, maybe, <laughs> then he'd be straight in the Scotland team. But <clears throat> as much as he is playing really well, there's no getting away from the fact that he's up against no good opposition in there. You can't whether they like it or not, you can't argue that no John McGinn isn't playing well in the Premier League for Aston Villa. You can't argue that McTominay is not playing well for, for Man United at the same level. Same goes for, for Callum McGregor and the, 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 the Scottish Premiership uh, with Celtic. 
and and there are there are others on the on the fringes that that, that are struggling again. So he does have a fight on his hands to get in there, but certainly in this forum, he must be putting himself at the the forefront of Steve Clark's mind, um, and he must be in with a real chance <clears throat> of playing these uh, these next two games in, in November. We'll move on to Sunday's game now at Hamden. It's not been a happy place for Rangers over the last few years. It's 476 minutes of game time since Rangers last scored at Hamden when Andy Halliday scored against Hibs the Scottish Cup final. Incredible. Just how important is it to get that monkey off their back on Sunday? Just get a goal, get a win and I don't get to the Cup final. Matt, I don't think you can measure the importance of this game. I mean, I've said it for a couple of weeks now. Um just how important the semi-final is for Gerard, for the club, for the players in terms of their, their belief. Um, last season's semi-final was a massive disappointment. There was so much expectation. Circumstances were against them, sure, with, with Morelos not, not available. Uh, Lafferty not available, obviously went with, with Sadiq, as we, all, as we all know. I think Stephen Gerrard probably uh, regrets that decision on reflection. Um Listen, they actually played, I was thinking about it this morning, they didn't play too badly in the game against yeah. Aberdeen. The, the big, I think the big pitch at Hamden suits Rangers the way, the way they play. Um, they did okay, they were by far the better team in the in the game, but just struggled to create in the, the final third, struggled to take their chances, and then were done by a by a set piece. No credit to Aberdeen, they, they, they sat in, uh, no, they defended... Uh, pretty well, and then they took their chance when it came along for the the corner. Um, and actually, I watched the Lewis Ferguson goal uh, yesterday for the first time in a while, and it kind of jogged my memory. I was looking to see who was marking him at the corner, and I seen it was Ovi Ajaria, <laughs> and in a way that kind of brought it back to me in terms of how far Rangers have come, yeah. even in the space of a year that. No, Ajaria never really looked like a Rangers player. He's certainly not a guy you would want. Marking people at, at corners, I would suggest def- defending corners, and I just think you look at the Rangers squad now. You look at the the players that uh, Gerard's going to have to pick from on Sunday. No, he's went from having no strikers a year ago to now having two that are absolutely banging for him. So there's a big a big difference from a year ago, but it's still going to be tough because Hearts, as much as no. They're going through a terrible time at the moment in the Premiership. They ha- they have actually raised their game this season in big games against the bigger clubs. Uh, they showed that at Tynecastle against Rangers a couple of weeks ago. They've done it a few times this season. Hearts, no, have actually done okay at Hamden. Uh, the last couple of visits, obviously, played well in the Scottish Cup final uh, against Celtic. And we're unlucky. And uh, obviously get through their semi-final before that against Inverness, uh, Inverness fairly comfortably. So it won't be easy for Rangers, but the resources that Gerard has now uh, and the players he's got at his, at his disposal, I would imagine uh, that they'll go there and win. Aye, look, it's, it's a mental thing at this stage. If Rangers play to their full capacity like they did last night, they should win. But the problem is it's just they've had this thing with Monk in the back, as you said, about not getting past the semi-final stage. Uh, for years now so it's about a mental capacity for Gerard and his men so if they can just take the performance that they've been that they've been producing week in week out they should win I think Gerard took Jack off about 60 minutes last night 
Morelos, which is one of the funniest <laughs> subs yeah. I've seen in a while, <laughs> banging two goals and then get subbed off. But aye, he knows how important the game is, and if Rangers play to capacity, they should win comfortably. Most most of Rangers' big players will be available. McGregor, I've no doubt, will come back. The two centre-backs will be there. Davis will come back in beside Jack. No, that's the, the two best midfielders at the moment. And Morelos will start up front, guaranteed. So there are no excuses this time. Um, going right back to the start, uh, what we said at the start, they need to start well in the game. They need to get out of the traps pretty quick. I think the longer the game goes at 0-0, you, know, you give Hearts more encouragement. Uh, and they will come into it more. That that would suit them more. But I think if Rangers can get a, a fairly early lead in the game, uh, the way Hearts' confidence is at the moment, um, the forum they're going through just now, as well as all the kind of uh, well-known injury problems that they've got, I can see Rangers winning fairly comfortably if they go off to a I good think start. The difference now for me as well. You have guys like Jack and Morelos who seem to be taking games by the scruff, like becoming real leaders in the pitch. Well, maybe before they didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, Morelos now looks like he just he's taking like his chance in Porto. Maybe when I took that a year ago, but now he seems to have that composure and sort of just the need to drive the team forward. Ryan Jack, we just spoke about his leadership qualities. So I think Rangers are in a better position now with guys like this taking games by the scruff when maybe in the past they didn't. I think if you look at the Rangers team for Sunday, there's probably they positions already picked if players are fit and available. For me it is the third centre midfielder beside Stephen Davis and Ryan Jack, who plays there and who plays on the right wing with Ryan Kent more, more likely on the left if he's fit. Yep. So I think even though you've got those options with Jermaine Defoe and all the rest of it, Alfredo Morelos starts if he's fit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's down to those two positions. Who would you have as the third centre midfielder and as the right winger? I, I agree with you on those two positions. I think if Kent's fit then he plays and it'll be uh, who plays on the other side. If Kent's fit, I think Arfield will be another flank. Um, I know a lot of Rangers fans have been critical of that in recent weeks. And I, I have to say, I do think Arfield has had a wee dip in forum. I didn't think he was great last night, again, uh, playing wide. But big semi-final at Hamden, I'm sure Gerard will want to get his strongest team out. Uh, if Kent plays, he gives you that natural width, that flair, uh, that kind of freedom. He can go where he wants to go uh, to try and hurt uh, the opposition. So I think Gerard will want somebody on the other side a bit safer, tucking in, which we know that's what Arfield does in that position. So I think Arfield will play wide. Uh, in midfield, it'll be Davis, Jack and one other. I think it'll be Aribo. Um I think maybe Kamara would, would come out. Um, no, he signed. Whatever you think, Aribo, Stephen Gerrard signed him to play in big games and be a big, be a big player for them. So, cup semi final, you know, I think Aribo might get the get the nod with, with Kamara on the bench. After his performance last night, no chance of Shea Ojo being back at the start lineup. I thought he played quite well last night. He obviously set up the first goal with a great ball. In. He did seem to work harder than I he think, has in recent weeks as well. I think it would depend if Kent's fit. I mean, if Kent's no fit, I, I would expect Ojo to, to start. Uh, Ojo and Arfield on either side. I don't think, I know Barker is trying to get fit, but I wouldn't expect him to, to start. Um, obviously, guys like Jamie Murphy and that are still a while away. Greg Stewart has come into a couple of the league games at Ibrooks, but I wouldn't expect him to start a, a semi-final. Um, so I think it's a straight 
choice. If Kent's fit, he starts. If he doesn't, Ojo starts. Um, unless, listen, unless Kent is kind of almost there and Gerard feels he's not quite 100%, I'll leave him on the bench and start Ojo and at least then I can bring Kent on if I, if I need him. Um, but I think if Kent proves his fitness, then then he would start with, with Ojo on the bench. That's what I was going to say as well. Is there a potential for Kent and Ojo to start and maybe Arfield drop into midfield? So obviously Arfield's played there a few times. He's, he dropped back into midfield on Sunday, obviously. And last night. And last night when the substitution happened, yeah. yeah. Is it potential that maybe Arfield dropped back out there instead of a rebo for some more hard work? I wouldn't say so. I'd say the midfield kind of four is picking itself for the moment and it's Camera or Aribo it drops out I think Arfield's well he's not as in good form as the rest of them in midfield basically so I don't think Gerard would put him ahead of someone else I think he will start but on the right just to shore up that midfield but nah I don't I don't see that happening I, th- I think Arfield would want to play centre mid as part of the three I think ultimately that's where he that's where he wants to be I mean he's he even looks as if he's getting a wee bit kind of fed up with been on the yeah. been on the flank as much as at the start when he first came in towards the end of last season. No, he was quite lively and it looked as if it was quite exciting for him. You no, know, getting further forward and coming in off the flank and he get goals. Obviously, get his hat trick at first part and stuff like that. But because he's for him, has dipped and he's not having that impact and not having that mm-hmm. influence. He looks to me like a guy who's just wanting to get back into the middle of the park. Trying a bit hard, he's didn't you, he? Aye, as you see, I think he just wants to get kind of grafting again, but. I agree with Callum. I think now Gerard has kind of got that kind of set idea of you know, of the the guys that that operate in there, and it will be kind of either or. Um, and as we say, I think it probably will be a choice of of Aribo or Kamara, and Arfield will just need to settle for uh, coming in off the the flank again. Yeah, if you look at the game at Tynecastle, you had I, I thought Glenn Wheel that day was arguably Hart's best player. He controlled the game quite a lot from midfield. Also, he sits quite similar to Stephen Davis, quite far back, and tries to play it then. Is it not important to get somebody further forward sitting on Glenn Wheel to try to stop him? And somebody like Scott Arfield could do that with his energy? I think he could, but I think you're then, if it's me, I think you're then thinking that Hearts are going to you know, control the tempo of the game, dictate the tempo of the game. I think Gerard and Rangers will get into it thinking... We don't need to worry about Glenn Whelan because we're going to have all the ball. It's going to be Jack and Davis dictating the dictating the play in the middle of the park. Um, I think, no, in certain games against Celtic, we've spoken about that, haven't we? Where Scott Brown has kind of dictated and you know, Gerard has tried to get people around him to try and disrupt his rhythm and therefore disrupt Celtic. Um, remember, was it? Pedro famously tried Carlos Pena in that yeah. in that role against Scott Brown. That, I think he that tried worked, that well. there as well. Uh, so no, listen, I know what you're saying, but I think Rangers will feel the onus is on us. We've got good enough players, Davis and Jack being the main two. They will dictate the tempo, and I expect Hearts maybe a wee bit different at Tynecastle when they're the home team, but Hearts at Hamden, I think. No, Levine will concede that Rangers are going to have going to have a lot of the ball. Hearts are going to be set up in a a shape and a system to try and try and frustrate Rangers. Almost concede a lot of possession um, until a certain point in the pitch, and then 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 they'll go and press and try and stop Rangers playing. So no, I mean I don't think I don't see Stephen Gerrard changing changing his shape now. Um, he's been pretty set in his ways in terms of the the four three three, but. You're right, I mean, they'll need to, 
Rangers will need to have such a foothold in the game that Glenn Whelan isn't dictating play for Hearts. That that would be the ideal scenario for, for Gerard. Do you expect to see Hearts play the same sort of way as they did at Tide Castle? Obviously, a lot of their game plan was just get it forward to Big Ike Piazzu up front uh, and let him bully the defenders. Do you expect the same sort of way they're going to play or are they going to try to change it up because it's the bigger pitch and all the rest of it? Uh, no. It's just the exact same? <laughs> I think they'll just try and get up to the big man again. It's a semi-final though, you never know, but I just think they'll try sitting deep again. They've not had the best start to the season. As I say, I, I expect them to play the way they did in the cup final against Celtic, that they almost came off for them. Um, and listen, they did press, it wasn't a case of just getting 10 men behind the ball and defending deep. They conceded possession, but as I say, when it got to a certain point, then they did press as a team, and it worked. It did, uh, did upset Celtic. And I mean, it won, I think it was one 0 with half an hour to go before Edward gets his gets his two goals uh, in the in the cup final. So I expect him to go with kind of similar system uh, because Levine will have seen that it worked for a, a large part of that game. He'll expect Rangers to have similar possession as Celtic did in the in the final. Um, but <laughs> they no, they will look to it. Piazzo, there's no getting away for that. I mean, I've watched Hearts uh, the last couple of weeks. I seen them live at Livingston last week and it was a hard watch um, if you're a Hearts fan because you know, as much as they're putting the effort in they were fairly resilient and resolute at the at the back in the Livy game you know, Livy went down to 10 men and the onus was in Hearts they had 40 minutes to go and break Livy down and, and create chances and, and go and win the game and honestly I mean they, they didn't create a, a single chance, a, a clear-cut chance in the game. They just didn't have the quality, didn't have the creativity, didn't have the confidence or the, or the guile um, to go and break Livy down. And I think that's where the, that's where the problem's going to be for them. Um, as I say, I think they will <clears throat> be fairly resolute against Rangers, but I just don't see them causing a problem at, at, the, at the other end of the pitch, and that, that's going to be our biggest problem. Unless Craig Levine... No surprises, everybody and suddenly no Naismith starts, Walker starts, uh, no people come back. Um but Disney Disney look I mean a couple of those guys might make the bench, but Disney look as if they're gonna start a hundred percent fit. Right, I'm gonna put you on the spot then to finish up. Score prediction for Sunday. I think it'll be fairly comfortable for Rangers, as I say, the the early goal will be key, but I'm gonna go for uh a 3-0 win for Rangers Aye, I'll go 2-0 I think it'll be a lot closer than that I'm going to go 2-1 to Rangers You're uh, sitting if Can I have been a bit cautious? I, I, Matt, I, no I, I, I just think uh, When you look at Rangers over the last few years at Hampton It's going to be a bit nervy Big crowd behind them But like, they'll get nervy as well If things don't go great right away But I think Rangers will end up seeing it through anyway Very cautious <laughs> Anyway, that's all from us. Uh, this week we'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis from all things Rangers. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Hanging on the edge of the side, die through my-